0: All your favorite CBC Podcasts are now available on YouTube. The best in award-winning true crime investigations, hilarious comedies, vibrant pop culture conversations, and even more audio series are all available on CBC Podcasts' YouTube channel. You'll also find exclusive video first episodes, YouTube shorts, and behind-the-scenes content from our hosts and producers that you can't find anywhere else. So if YouTube is your go-to source for podcasts, just search CBC Podcasts and hit subscribe, and you'll never miss the latest update. This is a CBC Podcast. Okay, yes, I know there is album of the year to talk about. Yes, I know there are so many performances to talk about. But y'all, I can't stop thinking about Joni Mitchell making her return to the Grammys. Today on the podcast, the Grammys were last night. It's time for the highlights. Let's go. I'm Elamine Abdel-Mahmoud. This is Commotion. It is the morning after music's biggest night, which makes it music's biggest morning. No, I don't think it does. And I still can't believe this actually happened. That is the legend. The greatest, the pride of the prairies, Joni Mitchell. She made a very rare public appearance at last night's Grammy Awards. It was her first ever performance at the Grammys at the age of 80. Honestly, that blows my mind so much. But what, 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 what a better time for us, you know, for Joni to show up than in a year when all the major Grammy categories were dominated by women. So who came out on top? We're going to talk about this, talk about the highlights of last night's Grammy telecast. We got two music journalists, both in L.A., Rihanna Cruz of Vulture and Maria Sherman of the Associated Press. Rihanna, Maria... You guys are up early, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show.
1: Happy to be here. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. I, this is going to be a good time. There's a lot to talk about, but because this is a Canadian show, we have to start with the moment that I just mentioned, which is Joni. Joni making this incredibly rare live appearance. She's backed by this all-star cast. You got Lucius on stage. You got Brandi Carlile on stage, Alison Russell, Montreal's own, I should mention, Alison Russell, who won a, a Grammy as well for Best American Roots Performance yesterday. Maria, you were in the press room at the Grammys last night. How did the vibe shift when when Joni took the stage? What was it like watching her from that spot?
2: I will say it was one of the few moments where it was silent in the press room and it's kind of hard to get journalists to be quiet, especially when we're all (laughs) reporting in real time. Yeah. Uh, And I did see a couple of press representatives kind of sneak out of the room and come back and say that they saw many people bawling in in the actual showroom, which is to be expected, I guess.
0: Yeah. Rihanna, what what about you watching that moment? What was that like for you?
1: Man, it it really hammered home the fact that Joni is such a treasure and- I mean, whether it was, you know, in the Grammys press room or, like, in my apartment, the friends that I had, Hush fell over the room as soon as she started. And there were a lot of misty eyes both here and in the arena. You know, you saw it on Beyonce's face. Everybody was so transfixed. It was so beautiful.
0: Yeah, there was was something, like... I I almost wanted, like, a split cam, you know, of, like, Joni performing on the stage. And then this camera that just kept going from face to face to face. Dua Lipa looking like she's on the verge of tears. You know, Taylor Swift looking like she's really transfixed by the performance. Um, I was also crying in my house watching Joni. And I should should mention that, like, I saw Jordi Mitchell perform last summer um, at the Joni Jam, which was in Seattle, Washington. And even just, and that was her first sort of ticketed performance in like twenty years or so. And just the difference between her performance in June and now was quite incredible to me. Like her voice even sounds clearer and stronger than it did six, seven months ago. So it's just, it's just good to have Joni uh, back uh, and performing again. So listen, we knew that Joni's appearance was going to happen, but the one that we didn't know was going to happen is this.
1: I want to say thank you to the fans. Bye telling you a secret that i've been keeping from you for the last 2 years which is that my brand new album comes out april 19th it's called <laughs> it's called the tortured poets department i'm going to go and post the cover right now backstage
0: the tortured poets department that is taylor swift She's accepting an award for Best Pop Vocal Album for Midnights and then used that announcement as the occasion to announce this new album. Uh, Maria, I feel like the reaction in the press room would have been a little bit different to that. So what was that like?
2: You would think that. But when she announced a new album, everybody is furiously writing because then <laughs> we have another story we have to report right? So it's a, It is another brief moment of, of quietude in the, in the press room. Um, yeah funny before that i was joking with my editor because i i saw that that was you know as soon as they announced the award two pop awards quickly in succession um i thought there'd be maybe more of a diversity of, of genre in the award show even though this is the grammys and they have their traditional uh approaches to things yeah um but as soon as i heard that i was like oh they're gonna give taylor swift something and maybe that's why her website is currently down and uh, now i feel like i need to play the lottery because i'm never that <laughs> 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 i don't possess the psychic abilities but um yeah she uh, she certainly did that
0: uh, Mario, what that tells me is that, like, you're not on Taylor Swift Twitter because, like, Taylor Swift Twitter had known the whole day. She changed <laughs> the, the, her picture to a black and white photo. Suddenly we were like, oh, something is happening. We don't know what that is going to be. So, listen, you got to get on the Taylor Swift Twitter or maybe don't. Like, maybe live your life in peace, maybe. Uh, Rihanna. Did, what, it was
2: reputation. It was a, it was like that's true. Taylor that's version. a good point.
0: Yeah. Uh, Rihanna, what was, what was your reaction to Taylor uh, announcing this new album?
1: Well, I also thought it was gonna be reputation. But it's interesting, you know, I, I feel like a lot of acts last night chose to use the Grammy stage as an opportunity to promote new music. Yeah. Whether it be like Billy Joel or U Two or Taylor Swift and like announcing a whole new record and I don't know if I agree with that choice because, you know, putting the others aside and focusing on Taylor, she's the biggest pop star in the world. Yes. And using, I think, the night where other people get their flowers to announce a new record and kind of be like the Taylor Swift machine will continue through <laughs> you know, it, it it monopolized the dialogue in a way that, you know, I don't think she intended, but yeah. that is what we're talking about, you know, on a night where people like victoria monet won.
0: that's 100 I mean, like, there's a there's a disconnect i think between the t- the artist that taylor swift sometimes sees herself to be like oh i'm just a person announcing a new album and the amount of oxygen that people are willing to give it and i say this as someone who's currently talking about it on the show uh, But but <laughs> but but sometimes there is maybe an outsized reaction to taylor doing literally anything sometimes just breathing, um, that it seems like the announcement of a new album shouldn't overshadow everything else that happened that night, but it does end up doing that. That is what the, all the headlines end up becoming about uh, the next day. For example, this is like this historic Grammy night, but also like w- pretty sure it's the first Grammy where one winning artist got carried out of the venue in handcuffs. We're not talking about that, and that seems crazy to me. Maria, can you tell us what happened with Killin' Mike?
2: Sure, yeah. So Killer Mike um, came backstage into the press room. Um, he won after three Grammys three, yesterday, right? After winning three Grammys, yeah, yeah. at the premiere ceremony. So for people who don't know, there is a ceremony prior to the Grammys that isn't televised where they give out about 80 awards. And that's where you see a lot of the rap awards, international awards, things things of that nature. And he came back and he gave this really impassioned speech about, um, you know, not quitting and, and and working really hard at any age, especially not aging out of hip hop. Um, and then he leaves. And about an hour later, we start to hear rumblings that Killer Mike has been taken out in handcuffs. Um, mm. And so I my colleague began sort of reporting on it and quickly learned that um, there had been some sort of altercation at about 4 p.m. our time. So about an hour before the Grammys started um, and he was taken out for some kind of misdemeanor and he has a court date um, later in the month and that's still basically all we know um at first yeah. you know it broke out kind of like a rumor and then um proved itself to be true uh
0: the 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 frustrating thing about the killer mike uh earlier on in the day is that like he wins best rap album for for his new album michael and you would think that best rap album would be one of the categories that you would reserve for actually broadcasting on air and it somehow does not make the telecast. It does not make the televised ceremony. This ceremony is three and a half hours long. We have time to dip in and be like, hey, how are you two doing? Are they still trapped in the sphere in Las Vegas? And they are, <laughs> but we don't have time somehow for for broadcasting Killer Mike. Uh, Rihanna, does that tell you anything about the Grammys' priority?
1: Yeah, I mean, I felt that way watching the... You know the ceremony before the televised broadcast, where yeah. they're giving out all of you know their ninety something awards, and I, I felt a disconnect because all of the rap awards were in the pre-broadcast. Yes, most of the R and B awards were in the pre-broadcast, the yeah. global awards as well. And I I think there is a disconnect because you have the Grammys being like, oh, we made a new category for African music performance. And, you know, we want to make a really big deal about it. Rightfully so. We're going to put Burna Boy on the main broadcast. But when Tyler wins, that's not going to air. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that is something that I, I there's a push and pull with the things Grammys says and the things the Recording Academy does
0: uh we've been i think like as long as our grammys have existed we keep talking about whether they've been making the right or wrong choices because like a lot of other awards institutions like this is an institution that received a lot of criticism in recent years for example for being male dominated um and this led them to overhauling the voter base that they have because they have 2400 people who vote on some of these categories last night we saw women win all the major big Categories. So Taylor Swift wins Album of the Year for Midnight's. She became the first artist to win it four times. Uh, before that, she was tied for three times with a bunch of other people. Billie Eilish won Song of the Year for What Was I Made For from the Barbie movie. Miley Cyrus gets Record of the Year uh, for Flowers. Victoria Monet wins for Best New Artist. Rihanna, when you see results like this, do you sense that like the criticisms are working and that the system is actually adjusting to the way that we criticize it? Is that too optimistic? Yes,
1: yeah, I, I maybe a little optimistic. Okay, yeah. I, I will say yes and no, because what I will say is that this broadcast this year was very watchable and very fun. And I definitely think that was a reason that contributed to it. You know, it's hard not to be like, oh, this is a fun thing happening when you're watching like Miley Cyrus, you know? Um, but what I will say is that, I, I don't know, there's the intersectionality issue of it all, you know? And yeah. I, I think like, Jay-Z talks about it in his speech, right? It's like, you know, the, there's an issue, I think, with giving Black and Latina women their flowers. And I, I feel like it's still apparent. So I will say yes and no. I wish there was more. You know, I wish there was that extra step taken by the Recording Academy.
0: Uh, so, Maria, like, my question for you is, did the right women win in the big four categories last night?
2: um i feel like i'm gonna give you a yes and no answer as well (laughs) that's okay Um, you know we we've seen the recording academy um at least vocalize concerted efforts to change their voting demographics bringing in a lot more people under 40 a lot more women a lot more um non-white voters and i think maybe that's why we see a lot of women um but then it becomes a question of what kind of women get to be afforded these opportunities and it's typically white women uh getting at rihanna's um comment about intersectionality yeah um you know, I would have loved to have seen one of uh, the two incredibly talented Black women win Album of the Year yesterday, which would have been the first time in 25 years since the miseducation of Lauryn Hill, which would have been a groundbreaking yes. moment. Um, and, you know, with, with Jay-Z's speech, which I, I hope we get to talk about a little bit later, um, it was sort of at front of mind for me, at least as a viewer, to kind of consider that um, what we were talking about, where we're placing Um, people of color, uh, rap artists, and, and especially women of women of color.
0: you got your podcasts. You both have brought up the Jay Z speech. Why don't we listen to a bit of it right now? Some of you are gonna go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you may it, Rob. <laughs> Some of you don't belong in the category. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 okay. no, when I get nervous, I tell the truth. Some of y'all don't belong in the category. Jay Z <laughs> was, was so- he was not playing. Jay Z was not playing at all. Rihanna, what was your reaction to that speech?
1: You know, I, I think the speech was maybe one of the realest moments of the night. <laughs> you know, I I appreciated Jay Z for saying the thing out loud yeah. that a lot of viewers might have had on their minds in one way or another. I know, like me especially. Yeah, um, I I thought it was I thought it was
2: a really great
0: moment. Yeah, Marie, what about you? What was your reaction to it as you were watching it?
2: Absolutely. I mean, he's always spoken truth to power, right? That's part of his, his sort of charm um, and and his skill. But uh, it it was really refreshing to see. And he, he gave historical examples of of rap artists, you know, like breaking the fold, changing how the rec- Recording Academy kind of recognizes hip-hop artists, but then still putting it in the pre-televised event. And then later in the speech, gesturing to Beyonce as, you know, who, the woman who has won, the person rather, the artist who has won more Grammys than anybody else but never album of the
0: year clearly
2: there is something happening that (laughs) the math isn't mathing or whatever (laughs) something's not right
0: well i mean that was that was his speech right his speech is said like i this doesn't add up it doesn't add up that you recognize this person with more grammys than anyone else but she's never won album of the year and this has been the frustration um when it comes to the beyonce recognition because beyonce gets more recognition in that room than almost anybody everyone gives a standing ovation the minute she walks in the room you know all the past performances or just like just nominations anyway um she there is this like aura of oh my god it's beyonce but yet she's never won album of the year um and i i I appreciated jay-z saying you know what i really appreciate winning this global impact award that's very nice But what are we doing here? Like, what is this project of the Grammys all about to begin with? And I agree with you. It really was one of the realest moments. Um, uh, We also asked you guys about some of your most memorable moments. Maria, this was the answer that you gave. Nothing compares to you. Artists for ceasefire. Peace in the world. It is quite remarkable to me that uh, we've gone through the entire award season, and Annie Lennox, um, during the tribute to um, Sinead O'Connor, becomes the first person to mention um, ceasefire. She's referring, of course, to the the, the, the Israel Hamas war. Um, Rihanna was that a surprise to you that Annie Lennox would do that on that stage?
1: Um, you know, I, I think like the overwhelming silence during this award season has been something that I've become used to. Hmm. So- to hear Annie Lennox call for a ceasefire on stage, it was surprising in that regard, but not surprising when you consider the politics of Sinead O'Connor, you know, because like I'm 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 a Sinead, you know, head. I I I love her. And that is something that she would do. She always called attention to the issues in the world that needed more attention, that needed justice. Mm. And I, I think Annie doing that on the Grammy stage was really important and perhaps more Sinead than anything else that she did that
0: night. Yeah, it, it, it would seem improbable that Sinead would let you have this entire evening of pageantry and beautiful dresses mm-hmm. and long speeches without um, also mentioning something like that. That is, that is something that strikes me as very much in the spirit um, of Sinead O'Connor. Uh, Maria, I have to imagine there was some kind of reaction to that in the press room. What was it like?
2: Mostly just people kind of nodding silently. It's sort of, Hmm. uh, I I agreed with Rihanna. I think it's absolutely the ultimate way that um, Andy Lennox could have paid respect to Sinead. It just, it's felt appropriate and um, kind of refreshing. I've been closely watching some of the other award shows and there hasn't been any mention. There hasn't even been very many symbolic gestures, like sort of some sign of solidarity on the red carpet, like sort Hmm. of hoping to see. Um, So maybe this will kickstart something. I don't know, but yeah. Definitely, welcome to addition to the show.
0: I think. Uh, in that regard, I should shout out uh, Boy Genius, who also had—I uh, think—they were wearing uh, ceasefire pins on their suits, and mm. I, I, they didn't yeah. get—they didn't get a chance to speak on the telecast. Um, so who knows how that would have turned out? But um, they were the other artists that I saw noting that. Um, I just want to play you guys my favorite moment of the award show last night, real quick. Come on. Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman on the Grammy stage uh, performing with Luke Combs because Luke Combs' version of of Fast Car was was nominated for Record of the Year. Listen... Great deal. Um, I love Tracy Chapman so much. But also, I don't know about you guys, but watching that at home, just the minute she appeared on the screen and she sang first, I just started tearing up. And I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I get to witness Tracy Chapman again. I'm so delighted that this is happening. Was it a, was it a big moment for you as well, Maria?
2: Absolutely. And I thought that was the way to do it. If you're going to bring, you know, the second most massive country song of, of the last year, if you're listening to terrestrial country radio, yes. you hear Luke Combs cover of that song once every 30 minutes. It's kind of inescapable. <laughs> um, but to to perform it with with Tracy was absolutely the right call. To show Tracy first was absolutely the right call. Yeah. Um, and it's just sort of um, a reminder of, of the power of that song, um, the success it's had, you know. Uh, she won a Grammy for it in 1989, and and here we are again. This this um, this cover version getting nominated for Record of the Year. So I yeah, I, I thought it was a great moment, and it certainly set the stage. I think in the press room we were all like, I think this might be a good show this
0: year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I have to say, Rihanna, uh, just watching that moment happen and watching it unfold. Uh, first of all, immediately I was like, oh, Fast Car is like one of the greatest songs of all time. And I, and I don't mean like top 20. I mean like top five. Like it, it's just <laughs> it's just one of those songs that um, is truly in, in every way kind of timeless. But also the reaction online tells me that there's such a hunger for an artist like Tracy Chapman. There's like we're, we're all missing an artist of the caliber, Tracy Chapman, so much. What What was your reaction watching that?
1: I had the same exact reaction. I was like, wow, Fast Car really is a good song. Yeah. To the point where watching that performance made me like the Luke Combs version. <laughs> I previously you did not Luke... like it before? I, you know, it's not that I hated it. I just yeah. didn't really see the point. And then I was watching it and I was like, oh, wow, like this is so good that the cover version is good by proxy, you know, like it's just <laughs> such a good song. And as soon as she came on stage and started singing and her voice is so measured and yeah. it still sounds exactly like it does on the recording. Like it, it really, it blew me away. It took my <laughs> breath away. And yeah, that was the moment where I also at home was like, Grammys might be good this year. <laughs> I mean, this I'm is
0: that—that's actually kind of an amazing thing when you think about it. Because the award shows in general, we keep talking about the slump that they're in. Um, you know, the Emmys last month—they uh, hit an all-time ratings low with four point three million viewers. That's pretty rough when you think about it. Uh, the ratings of the Grammys have also like been steadily rising for the past three years. There's something that the Grammys are getting right. What is that thing, Maria? Do you think?
2: I think in the last couple of years, there has been more of an effort to actually reflect what's happening in sort of mainstream pop music world. And and I think that was reflected in this show. So that's going to be of more interest. I think the fact that the Grammys kind of double as a concert is always going to draw more viewers. There's opportunity to maybe see live performers that you wouldn't have considered before or next to other uh, musicians maybe you wouldn't consider before. I think um, the layout of the Grammys makes it more visually compelling now mm-hmm. that everybody's kind of seated at a table and, like, chummy with one another as opposed to a sort of cold, massive uh, arena. Yes. I think they're sort of with just, like, rows and rows of seats. I, I think there have been um, a couple of-, of changes that have really made it more interesting to viewers. And with, oh, my gosh, Celine Dion appearing. Celine Dion,
0: iconic moment, delivering the Album of the I Year think- award. Yes.
2: Absolutely. Now we're seeing that there are like some really interesting surprises that are in like um that would make you want to tune in, I I suppose.
0: Yeah, I uh I had the uneasy realization as a, as I was uh, turning off my television last night, Rihanna, that I think the Grammys are like 3 for 3 over the last 3 years or so. Uh, you know, and so <laughs> there's something kind of compelling to me about the fact that they keep pulling this out they keep sort of putting on a good show regardless of all the chatter that we have about whether award shows are relevant or not it was a great i had a great time watching that show um i had a great time talking about it with you guys thank you so much for being here rihanna maria thank you so much for your time
1: happy to be here thank you
0: of course that was commotion's grammys wrap-up panel rihanna cruz is a writer for vulture and producer of the switch on pop podcast and maria sherman is a music journalist for the associated press they were in Los Angeles. Somebody call me refugee.
1: Somebody call me refugee.
0: That is Refugee by Kanon. It was a huge night for the Somali Canadian artist. He took home the Grammy for this track in the Song for Social Change category. Kanon was not the only Canadian to take home an award. We talked about Joni Mitchell earlier. Joni won for Best Folk Album. That was incredible. Montreal's Allison Russell, she won her first Grammy for Best American Roots Performance. Another Montrealer, Yannick Nazi Seguin, won a Grammy for Best Opera Recording. And the producer, Serban Ganea, won for his work on Taylor Swift's album Midnight. Congratulations to all of them. And listen, that is it for the podcast today. Remember, you can listen to any episode of Commotion anytime you like, wherever you get your podcast. And also check us out on Instagram. We are at Commotion CBC. My name is Alameen Abdul-Mahmoud. We are going to be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about TikTok because there's a really fascinating conversation happening about this genre of fiction called fantasy. Okay, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. I'll see you then. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash
1: podcasts.